The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors. Comcast, the Salt Lake Tribune, Simmons Media, the Utah Symphony Orchestra, MSN.com, any school district, their respective managements, owners, or employees. Oh, you have selected GeekShowPodcast.com. Good for you. And thank you for doing it. Hi, it's Carrie. And to keep this show up and running, we rely on our fine sponsors. Give them all some love, individual and long-lasting love, if you can. PCLaptops.com. They provide us with the juggernaut, this here computer right here in front of me that I am speaking into right here. Uh, the greatest laptop ever built, in my opinion. Dan, the laptop man, can build a laptop for whatever your need, from a super gaming system like he likes to do, and the stuff that I'd use in my office or, or here in my little studio. Let Dan help you at PCLaptops.com. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, the friendly comic book store in Salt Lake City. Their hold service, or a poll as, as it's known throughout the nation, a hold service is free. You get 10% off your hold purchases over $20. And you'll probably see me and the panelists there most Wednesdays, 2043 East, 3300 South. And we love the Atomic Arcade. It's the real deal. Classic arcade games at classic prices. Donkey Kong, Asteroids, Defender, you know what I'm talking about. All the great classics at classic prices. Open seven days a week and open late as well. 3939 Highland Drive in Salt Lake. I want to thank all our sponsors for paying for this party. Here we go. I would let her. I would pay her. I have a feeling Scott's going to get sold to the sex slave industry. That won't be the name of the episode. <laughs> no, that was six letters in a row. I'm glad I have you guys to mentor me. Please don't send any money. I've already peed in his driveway. It's becoming the mild car. That's the problem with a show like that. Nobody else does that. That's it. Boom. I will catch up and watch every episode of The Cape. Geekshowpodcast.com and welcome back to the basement. Who shit repairs? You did, oh, stupid. <laughs> Eleven seconds for the first blueberry. Oh, that was yep. a blueberry. Yep. No. To the listeners. No. To the, the listeners, listeners, it was. That's, yeah. that's who we're talking to. <laughs> oh, that's magic. It's <laughs> not blueberry. That's magic. It's magic. All right. Whoa. It's oh, magic oh. blueberries. It's worse. <laughs> Introducing the panel. Uh, I don't, what, what happened to your uh, your partner? I ate him. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He was stringy. Is that a sex joke? He didn't like our script yes. for Moon Cop. Uh, Jimmy Martin. Hello. Of, of the big movie mouth off. Because <laughs> Jeff is not feeling well. He's in first. Look, I, right. I fired him. It just wasn't working out. Sorry. Well, shit happens. No, he's yeah. Not, he's not feeling good. He's in the other room. He don't feel good. All right. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> you going to die on this too? <laughs> You'd think I would have been the first to go. Really? Okay. <laughs> I don't like Geek Show Survivor. It's Last been man standing. Scott Pierce Scott stuns Pierce. the world. At Scott D. Pierce, SLTrib.com. Wait, hold on. Who had Jeff in the office pool <laughs> for dying first? I, I think for, not for dying first. No, yeah. I had Tony in a freak accident. I just, I just don't like that the office pool Show stipulates you. that the last survivor has to sit on a throne of bones made from all the people who died. That's ah, true. It's terrible. I got the recliner already. <laughs> blame, uh, blame Hunter Thompson for that. I saw he wrote, "I will gnaw on his skull" somewhere in a book of his, and that's where that's where it came from. We have to gnaw on each other's skulls. Nice. Wow. When we go, I'm well, Shannon, as we learned in the last episode, already does that yeah. when he bites well, your faces. That's the only way that we'll know that you're truly dead is until I gnaw on your skull. Then I know that you're truly dead. No, don't judge me. 
<laughs> and and I just want to point out that I'm old, but I'm exceptionally immature. Oh, that's good. Lee George Cade. Hi, come to my restaurant, 779 South, 500 East, Fresh Eatery. Um, I'll give you a hug. How are you feeling? What city is that in? How Denver. Like, Me? Feeling pretty good? <laughs> I feel really good. Okay, good. Oh, and, and we're in Smog Lake City. Oh. Says. All right. So. <laughs> how, how are you? Oh, uh, well, uh, me, Mr. B? Yes, Mr. B. How are you? I don't know. I went out, in your, uh, I went out to get a beer in your, uh, in your garage, <laughs> and I let a fart that uh, smelled like I ate a, a goldfish tank. Really? So uh, there's, something, there's something probably wrong. You guys had eggs for breakfast, didn't you? you yeah. Now, yeah. This, this is Utah, so you went to the garage. Garage. Not the garage. Or the garage. Or as most is like we call it, the car hole. It's the car <laughs> hole. The garage. A car hole. Really? The garage. Right. You know what I love is that show, uh, Archer. It's a good show. Because they, they have so many creative ways to say horrible things on that show. <laughs> when uh, when Pam told the other lady the other day when she was talking, and said, shut your dick holster. <laughs> I was just like, that was so good. You know, I, I started watching it a little bit after you guys called me Archer. And you I started love watching it. it. It's not you? bad. It's pretty fun. It gets better. We yeah. love the it show. It gets better. Hey, why don't you shut your dick holster so uh, Jackson can start the show? See, that's what he did. We forgot to introduce Two Tall Tommy. Oh. <laughs> hey, Tyson, speak no, that's, up. That's Two Ton Timmy. It's Two Ton Timmy. <laughs> hey, I know I've gained a few pounds. It's all muscle. You guys don't got to be rude about it. All, it's all muscle. It's all that's, dick weight. It's, it's, it's all, it's all no, gentle weight. When, yeah. you, when you get married, it's the fat and happy first year. It happens. Yeah. You gain a little weight. Okay. You're comfortable with each other. It's all, all right. right. 10 pounds right in his dick. Yep. Bam. <laughs> Well, we also have a host. Yes, well, our you know, host. You start working out those muscles, you get stronger, you gain weight. Ladies and gentlemen, Carrie Jackson. Oh, hi. Hey. Hey, Jackson. We were trying to introduce <laughs> you, but Lee was talking. I, I hear you have a radio show. Uh, yes, I do. Oh, damn, where is it? I really think? Uh, Come on, you got this. Uh, X-ray. You got it. You got it. Well, I'm, I'm new at it, you know. So, yeah. I, uh, well, congratulations. I heard you so. were 21 at it. I think it's uh, X96. Yeah. No, I, the station I, is 21. I think you're 22. I've I've been doing the show a little bit longer. Carrie, 400 years. Carrie, Carrie's, <laughs> 400 Carrie's radio years. career has grandchildren. What? That's how old it is. Yeah, his uh, that radio show has been passed down generation to generation. A guy used to ride around on horseback with a. I actually heard with a, with I, a teeny <laughs> with a teeny tiny guy in a with a, mega, it's a megaphone. <laughs> and a really dumb girl. You know what? You know what Carrie's show is referred to in radio circles? A legacy program. What? Well, really? That's yeah. a good thing. It makes you kind of sound old. Shut up! Hey, hey! Shut oh wait, your, that's shut the, your dick holster. Wait, that's the other guy. <laughs> so I hear it's a uh, ninety-six point three. Yes, yes. Yeah, six to ten Monday all through right. Friday. That's all he cares about. Okay, here's the latest. What you got there in your hands? This is something that is going to be very exciting. What is it? What? Is I, it? I think this is something that even Scott Pierce will be excited about. Oh, Holy my God. crap! Watch out! Here goes my blood he, pressure. He might take Whoa. his hood off. Nah. Shut up! I will cut you. <laughs> oh my god, how terrifying oh, I hate it when he has his period <laughs> He'll cut me with his walker <laughs> I'll, I'll cut I'll you with my right here <laughs> Now I've tried to get Scott to read some comic books I have read some and I, yeah, but other than, <laughs> I know they exist Other than Gasoline Alley <laughs> No, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the Star Trek ones he gave me um, I'm completely caught up on Mary Worth <laughs> She's trying to bake a cake This I think will be perfect for Scott Here we go Because it's not necessarily comic books okay it's books and you know what we mean when on geek show when we say books, books. books. that means 
Words? Words. Like, yeah, no, I show it, off. It means no pictures. Yeah. I have a show off. I just look at the thing, the symbols. Nice period. The... The publishing giant uh, announced a deal today with uh, Disney-owned company Hyperion and Marvel to publish two action-adventure romance novels featuring Rogue and She-Hulk. Are they are they dating? Huh? Are they dating? Them? Are they like together? Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, wait, wait! Because if, if Rogue, if Rogue touches She Hulk, she's going to absorb her powers, and She Hulk's going to black well, out. No, she could use I a can't. dental dam. She nope. could use a dental yeah, dam. Yeah, she could. Oh my god! Went downhill really fast. Look, I mean, then she's going to be Red Rogue. It's not going to make any sense. Do you see this? The number two. Oh, two different books. Two books, guys. I want oh. the other book. Oh. <laughs> I want that book now, too. I, I would read the book you're talking about. Yeah. Especially after she holds Crush you with my labia. But it's a new line of romance, <laughs> romance novels. That's or just in, disgusting, Jimmy. Uh, well, they're attracting so wait, wait. a uh, she female. She-Hulk gets Fifty Shades of Green. Is ah. Wow. Oh, hey. Well, you guys, stop it. I thought Just that was great. Than that, Carrie. My no, he's not. My that was great. The book's really good. You know, I'm, I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait for the Rogue book because every day she's gonna go down to the trailer park and pick up oh. pick up Gambit, take him down to the unemployment office. Did you guys see the picture of uh, the Photoshop picture of Beyonce as She Hulk for the yeah, Super Bowl? I saw that. <laughs> it looks pretty good. That is creepy, is what it is. Uh, here, here are the plots. All right. There's a plot. You want the rogue one or the She-Hulk one? Uh, yes, She-Hulk. You know, Which one has more boobs? Host discretion. Shulk. I like we'll start. We'll start with Rogue. Okay. It's called Sugar. Rogue Touch. Uh, yeah. Centers on Rogue, who can absorb other people's powers through her touch. Sugar. After she accidentally puts her boyfriend in a coma, she runs away from home. Accidentally. Wait, so it's her origin. And then Sugar. meets the handsome and otherworldly Jamie and Sparks Fly. Jamie a girl? Sugar. <laughs> I hope. Well, it's, I don't know. It's, that's the only way I'm going to read it. It's, it's J-A-M-E. Is it Jamie or is it Betty? It's J-A-M-E. He said Jamie, stupid. I'm sorry. I'm not very smart. Rogue find. <laughs> Rogue finds herself caught between her what superpowers and the only man alive who seems to truly understand her. Jenny. Is that man or is that woo man? It says, it says man. <laughs> Jenny. Man. All right, that sounds awful. Yeah, that sounds pretty bad. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's hear about the She-Hulk one. The She-Hulk Diaries. Oh, yeah. Is that really what it's called? Now, you know the She-Hulk's Dear a whore. Diary. Like, she's a dirty, filthy whore in the Marvel like, It's going to be like, it's gonna be no, like Sex in the City, but with no, She-Hulk. She, she <laughs> So she's going to fall for Mr. B. She She's like a lawyer during the day, and like she might, uh, in the afternoon... She's going to bone all the defenders. She might punch a dinosaur, but then she'll just fuck any other superhero at night. It's like, if you you Google it online, who has She-Hulk been with in the Marvel Universe, there's this huge list. The only thing, the only only one not on it's Northstar. Her diaries is all capital letters. What's wrong with Northstar? (laughs) He doesn't like girls. Oh, that's right. (laughs) The She-Hulk diaries. Oh, he's my favorite. North Star? He's cool. I guess. Oh, okay. I don't have his <laughs> action figure. I'm an Aquaman. Figure. He's All Canadian. Right. Uh, focuses on Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk. Shulk. Mm-hmm. Who's trying to balance climbing the corporate ladder during the day and battling supervillains at night. All the while trying to navigate the dating world to find Mr. Right. Did you say battling or boning? <laughs> Battling. Oh, sorry. Right there. Yeah. So these are books. Oh, these books. are books. books. Sorry. Books. 
Well, I can't wait to not buy those. <laughs> I'm just going to read the Hardy Boys. You can go ahead and can. not buy them right now. I'm doing it in my head. You're doing it right now. Like what you're doing, that's it. I don't know. I'm going to travel <laughs> I'm going to travel back in time and and Shannon uh teenage Shannon's going to draw those books but they're going to be naked. Well, that's, all you have to do is just trace a She-Hulk comic and just draw <laughs> yep. just draw nipples in a bush. It's so easy. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Does, she have, that, Does I, she have green pubes? Actually, you, no. Uh, let me think. No, because she's got black hair. You know, carpets <laughs> match the drapes. And well, not such. always. No, that that was in uh, that was in that book, How to Draw New Chicks the Marvel Way, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Stan Lee. Yeah, you should out. check that out from the Magnum Library. Book, that book was awesome. But then... all you have to do is trace the She-Hulk. <laughs> I don't, I don't ever want to think about Stanley and anything sexual. That just, I do. Ooh, I bet he has had sex, though. <laughs> you know, I'll say this. Probably. But when, when I, I've seen him at Comic-Con a few times, and he's always got like these 20-year-old girls just hanging yeah. on him. I'm like, yeah. He's probably nailing them afterwards. Ugh. I bet he's had a thumb in his butt. He probably just... <laughs> You Probably do. <laughs> you know, young lady, hey. you're built an awful lot like a character I created. Ugh, show me your bush. Uh, uh. You know, I can trace you. I can just put paper down and trace yeah. on you. I Wait. can't get off unless you massage my prostate. <laughs> Excelsior! Oh. Oh. Is that what he says when he comes? Oh. Yeah. Every Excelsior. Time. Pulls it out, gives it a couple shakes. Excelsior! <laughs> And then, <laughs> just, well, now it's just firing this is, dust. This is such a quality program. This we're is the, about, we're talking I about. I feel another Webby coming on. This is the ickiest episode hey, ever. Hey, hey. Talking about how Stanley comes. <laughs> What's wrong it's, just a, it's just a, it's just a mighty shot of air, and then he yells Excelsior. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> just like a wheezing noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's another issue of X Men for you. I think you. Tommy is right. Here it comes. I can feel it. <laughs> if only Jack Kirby was here to illustrate what I just expressed. Oh, God, baby, you're so hot. Excelsior. I'll Kirby crackle on your face. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Wow. Gross. I've got a whole article here. It smells about- like Ben Gay when it comes to that. He masturbates with Ben Gay. It just smells like it. No, it just smells like it. Um, <laughs> that smells like peppermint. Fuck you, been eating. <laughs> All right, third joke. Third joke. Third joke. Yeah, I've got a. Oh yeah, I've got a whole article here about how the uh, guy who wrote Electra was embarrassed by the movie, but I'm not. Everyone, you gotta stop doing that. That hurts. Everyone involved with that movie should be embarrassed about that movie. Well, specifically, Why? specifically the writer is. Oh, I mean, it was <laughs> worthy. He's he's not. Stu uh, Zitterman is his name. I'd be embarrassed by my name. <laughs> Zitterman says Lee George Cade. I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I like it. Carrie just kind of introduced it. Said Man, that guy's fucking embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. throws it away. Well, I, I don't. There's I not can, much more to say what after else that, say? though. Well, it's like yeah, I fucked up. We I didn't. We didn't really it. talk about it? it on the rumors episode. Well, it's not really a rumor. I think is that uh, about the whole trashing the Justice League script. I've got that coming oh, up for geez. the second okay. half. Then I won't say anything else. Well, we could. That just feels like a train wreck. We could start it now. Yeah. Well, it was just more of a leeway of, of them just. I, I love quote unquote terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fact they quoted it. Well, 
yeah, the uh, the Justice League script apparently the Warner Brothers not happy with it and said no. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> guys, this sucks. Uh, what have you been doing? Go back so, and try again. I mean, but how much? How much? Okay, so somebody wrote a script, right? Yeah. How much, how much money do you think that person got paid to make that script? Ridiculous amount. Because of... here's the thing, guys. Hopefully, nothing. I can write some really shitty scripts, and I bet you have. Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one for you right now. It's called. <laughs> No, sorry. It'll blow you away. Sorry. You that's true. I didn't get the yeah. pop right. I'm just quitting. Could you not in the mic, please? <laughs> sorry. All right. Just hurts so like what, hell. So what are they saying about with the with the? Uh, oh no. Here's but but here's it gets back to a bigger uh, discussion. That's uh, Mark Millar. Miller. Uh, put, this was a uh... yeah right. <laughs> put this out now. This is uh, this is interesting because now Mark uh, Millar is in charge over at Fox of so of the Marvel characters. Marvel, yeah. So, so what what does Fox have still? They have X Men, right? X Men, Fantastic Four, Daredevil, I no, believe. They lost no, they gave they lost, yeah. they lost that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they I think that might be it. They have anything new? Ghost, no, Ghost Rider. No, yeah, because they would have any character who's shown up in an X Men movie. So they'd have Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's I think it's X Men essentially and uh, and Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. I think Four. that's it. Yeah. Well, he thinks that a Justice League movie is a bad idea. He's dumb. I. No, yeah, I, I read this. Well, we read need we need these DC uh, fans to 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 represent because his argument is is that the DC characters are just a bad idea. He's a bad idea. All right. Well, well but what was his justification? Yeah, let's hear it. He, he let's had, hear it. Yeah. Let me let me just read it to you. Uh, his thoughts on a Justice League movie, a bad idea. Uh, Millar took a break from producing the new version of uh, X-Men and Fantastic Four to chat with uh, this uh, website, uh, Sci-Fi Now, about DC's plan to combine their major heroes under one roof. Millar thinks it's a terrible idea. Uh, he says, the biggest problem, DC's slate is too old and doesn't translate that well to the big screen with super speed, green plasma powers, and underwater superpowers. Here's what he said. The stuff I grew up with, I adored DC stuff. I grew up with it, but how do you do a movie about Green Lantern? His power is, is that he manifests green plasma from his imagination and uses them as weapons against someone. Even that in itself, if you can just imagine when watching a fight scene with a guy who's like 100 feet away, making plasma manifestations fight someone, it's not exactly raucous getting up close and personal. We don't focus on the Green Lantern making the manifestations. You focus on the manifestations, and they do the damage. But then there's no drama is what his point is. You've got to have the there's drama. No, there's no hand-to-hand. Yeah. Uh, you know. Up close and personal okay, kind of drama. I see. Well, the way I see it is that he tries to use that, but whoever your villain is deflects and goes, yeah. in for the, goes or, into the attack. Yeah, exactly. Or you, your villain Sinestro, and he's got the same shit, yeah. and you guys are beating the shit out of each other with... Well, and it happens. Well, I do agree that shit. that could get cheesy real quick. But it happens you know, all the time in the in the comics where they'll go in hand to hand, and what he does is he'll armor himself with the powers, or like uh, manifest a gun or something that can shoot close up. But see, that's that's his point: is that you can do it in the comics, but not so much on the screen. That well, and that's what we talked about like an episode ago. There yeah. are you know ideas in comics that don't translate. I think the real well. person could do it, but obviously that person's not working. Well, for Warner Brothers. Right? He, yeah. he goes on. The Flash has door handles on the side of his mask, and if he doesn't wear that mask, I'll be pissed off. You know what I mean? Yeah. But here's yeah. the thing. Captain America has the worst goddamn mask on the you, planet. See, that's the same thing. You get someone who can design a costume yeah. that translates. Mm-hmm. You don't use the same costume. I think, I think his 
arguments are ridiculous. Yeah. They're they're in a weird situation where you've got a guy who moves at the speed of light up against the weather wizard and Captain Cold or whatever. I'd pay to watch that. Then your movie's over in two seconds. You can get away with stuff in comics that in live actions is just a bit sucky. The best one is definite. The best one is definitely Aquaman. Now, I, what he means is the I think example. the worst idea. Yeah, Aquaman can't even talk underwater. If you think about it in comics, it's fine. You just have a speech balloon. But how do you have Atlantis and people talking underwater? Are oh. they going to be talking telepathically? Yeah. Is it going to be body forms? Did you ever, yeah, see, it's, the, it's did you ever see the Little Mermaid? It worked. They it's talked just, underwater. It was just shit. fine. <laughs> they just did telepathic, just like whenever Charles Xavier talks to anyone else in their head in X Men. Excellent. Once That's actually, in a while. Excellent. No, but, I mean, no, once in a while, not for a whole. Not for a full I'm film. Sorry. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Not for a full film, absolutely. But we're not talking about a full film. Yeah, we're talking not, about Justice League. Exactly. We're talking about 15 minutes of him underwater, exactly. and he comes if, out, if, and that's even. it. And most and, Aquaman stories take place above water. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And the thing with the Flash, yeah, he can move at the speed of light, but. He can't instantaneously move at the speed of light. He has to build up to that, and he doesn't move that fast with the all costume, the time. With the costume, they, they, you know, the show itself was cheesy, but they did a live action Flash show in the early '90s, and the suit looked badass. It did. Well, it, it did. looked really good live action. I'll go back and look at it again. Well, at the I time, do. Okay. every day. At the time, it but was someone, great. now it's someone a could design cheesy, something still. now. I mean, yeah, it, costume design is not a big problem in my opinion. No. You get somebody who can do it; it's fine. All right, he goes on. Uh, I think the big problem for them is, as characters go, they're just too out of date. The characters were created 75 years ago. Even the newest major character was created 68 years ago. So they're in a really weird time. The logistics of each member of the Justice League is disastrous. And when you put them all together, I think you'll have an excellent way of losing $200 million. That is a close-minded view about the characters. They reboot the characters every, like, 10 years. So just... Use the new Fifty Two version. I, of okay, them. Right, that's what I'll I was gonna be, say because I've been reading. That's that's pretty. The, the only DC like fanboy comic I read. Yeah, is the new Justice League. Uh huh. They've taken them. They've uh, contemporized them. Yeah, and Marvel it's, does it all the time. Goddamn, Captain America well, was on, created sixty yeah, years ex- ago. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'll say. First of all, uh, second of all, you know, this comes from a guy who's working for Marvel. I. It's kind of a pussy move, in my opinion, yeah. to, to start talking shit about DC. Marvel's doing just fine. Yeah. And so the fact that Justice League is being talked about, and for him to say this, like Marvel's not going to lose $200 million with this thing. But, I mean, but, DC. Or, uh, DC, sorry. Uh, no, well, Warner Brothers, whatever. <laughs> the biggest problem Warner Brothers is having is that there's no strong direction on this thing. It's like exactly. every time they put a couple of ideas together, they describe the George Miller thing was supposed to be just an epic, badass movie in 2007, and they just backed out on it. And... Well, let's let's take a look at what he's saying, though, and he uses the Flash's helmet as an example. He says he's a fan of the Flash. And, and if, if he's not wearing the mask, And if pissed. he's not wearing that, he'll be pissed. Well, people can say the same thing about Cap. Well, that, but that goes to what I'm bringing to you guys, the DC fans, uh-huh. is how anal are you going to be about... Now, that is a fan-by-fan situation. Myself... <laughs> I know you're right, but that's funny. No, yeah. it's true. Myself, I'm. They could change some stuff. I'm, I'm, fuck. I'm totally uh, fine with that. Look at the costume design for Injustice for the Gods Among Us video. Yeah, game yeah everyone's out. armored. They're they're, or, they're all armored and they all look incredible. Or, or, exactly. Or the, the, the like the opening scenes for that um, DC Online game. Yep. 
Yeah, totally. They, they, they made their outfits all kind of armory and yeah. badass. Well, that's, look, if you if you look at it, great. look up Injustice. There's a line of action yeah. figures coming out. They look fantastic. Yeah. Wonder yeah, Woman, yeah. you know, which I think ah, she has one of the cheesier costumes out there. She looks like a Greek warrior. Yeah. Here's a, is oh. that boring Superman in Justice League? Which one? Uh, any of them. Any of the boring <laughs> Superman. Anyway. You know what? Um, here's Dick Holster. Shut <laughs> Here's what they need to concentrate I, on. They don't need to concentrate on being super faithful to the comics. They just need to concentrate on making something make that's universe. awesome. Making a universe. That's all. And my, my thing with, with, uh, with Hal Jordan and the Power Rings, um, you've got Harry Potter movies where they're oh, doing yeah. spell casting from 30, 40 feet away. Exactly. And oh, the battle with Snape and Dumbledore at the end of the point. fifth Harry Potter yep. movie was epic. Yep. yep. And they were on the other side of train of a train station yep. when they yep. were fighting. But, so you could do power rings. You just need to be able to fucking direct but, and tell a story. Exactly. You, you need the writer and you need the, the director. Yeah. And That's you need it. the balls to do it. Harry, and when Harry. you when you when you conjure something with a power ring, it can't be a machine gun or a Hot Wheels track. It's got to be something that someone's going to use their imagination. Like for. a hammer. <laughs> or a boxing glove. Let me <laughs> let me go back, and I'm sorry, Tony. Okay. Let me go back to the Green Lantern movie, though. Now, uh. <laughs> but here's the thing: uh. wasn't it he like knows. very slavish to the character? The movie? Uh. It was awfully slavish to the character, right was, down to Hot Wheels tracks. It was slavish to the wrong part of the character. Yeah, I think it was slavish to the 1960s Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 see, it did not. Thing. It did not represent the modern Jeff. John's Green Lantern. Or the Lantern Kyle Rayner. I mean, well. Kyle Rayner, when I, I loved his Green Lantern because yeah. the guy was a comic book illustrator. So yeah. that guy would go into battle in super, a 60-foot battle suit. Super you know? creative. I would say so. you, you kind of go, and it, you know, maybe people will hate me for saying this, go the Abrams route. Stay to the foundation. Yep. But tinker with whatever the fuck well, you, you want. Pull, if it works cinema-wise, let them let rock and roll. Why know? do you have to stick to the pages? You don't. Well, you pull the shit out that's cool. Yeah. And the coolest thing about Green Lantern, this is where that movie fucked up, is... The coolest thing about Green Lantern is he is part of an intergalactic police force, yep. like peacekeeping force. Yeah. yeah, and we got to see that for about it was like ten minutes, ten fucking minutes, yeah. and yeah. that's Which where they fucked the up. Really cool parts of that movie, right? The, okay. the coolest parts of that movie. So you've got to find somebody that's like, oh, you know, the, that can recognize what is the cool. Okay, or- but but now using the same arguments, though, I'm hearing a lot of complaints about this Wonder Woman TV series that's coming. Well, yeah, because yeah. it's going to probably be terrible. But, but we but said the same thing about the, Arrow, and it's the, pretty cool. But yeah. these are the same arguments that you're giving me, though, is that you need to find the cool stuff and make it happen. And I think they're doing that with this Wonder Woman show, but everyone is already pissing on it because she's not in her red, white, and blues. Well, that's it's kind of what Tony said. It's it's a you know basis by basis fan. I is mean, she, she going to be in a costume at all? Probably I, not. If hmm. everyone who read it's Wonder like Woman Smallville. comic books watched the TV show. And nobody else, it would bomb. Yeah, so it's true. I mean, as, it's, I'm not. I'm not trying Wonder to, Woman is what it is. It, yeah, but you can't. You can't aim it at the comic book fans because you'll fail. And that's why Iron Man. You have to succeeded all. is that people who had never read an Iron Man comic book found the movie entertaining. Well, and I'll tell you, the fucking Iron Man, dude. Come on, Iron Man. Yeah. It's the same argument that you're kind of saying with with Aquaman. I mean, he wasn't a number one guy. You know who you put? Iron Man was a a C-list character at the most. You know who you put? And I think that's why it worked. Yeah. Well, because they're not coming with the baggage of he's got to have the mask and he's got to talk to fish. Nobody knew Iron Man. There's a valid point to that. There is is one person that could make the whole DC thing work, and he's been making it work since 1991. 
Bruce Tim. Yeah. You tell Bruce Tim, look, yep. dude, you look at all those DC Direct movies that they've been making, and he has executive great. produced every single one of them. The dude, uh, the Final Frontier movie that he did brought, you know, chills to me. This guy could make a Justice League live action movie yeah. that would be fantastic. He's got the foundation for it. I think, though, the only characters that I think that you would have to really stick to a certain protocol would be Superman and Batman. Yep. They, I think relaunch Batman think, every single movie. Well, I'm been, saying though, but people have they have their notion of what they have. majority of people don't know the fucking Flash. No. They don't know Green Lantern and yep. they don't know Wonder Woman really. You know, they Superman, recognize them. They know who they, they are. They can recognize them, but they don't know the backstory. Fucking, you could tinker with see, anything. I mean, here's with, the thing. Those people. I think the the new Superman movie when it comes out, if if they can fucking do Superman, which I, from well, the trail, if they, they can will. do fucking Superman. Well, what what Warner Brothers has said is that if Superman does not succeed. They're out of the superhero business, essentially. Well, then Warner Bros. needs to fucking sell DC to somebody else. They should. Exactly. If it fails. Mm-hmm. They should. I mean, I want I, it to be so... I want it to be good. It's going like, to be great. But I'm so scared. Will be. I, mean, I will let you punch me in the face if you don't love that movie. I, I'll just bite your face. I'll just... I mean, like, <laughs> the, the one thing, and, it, and it's kind of them following the whole Marvel thing, if you find somebody who can at least... is a good filmmaker... And yes, Zack Snyder has fucked up with certain things, but visually, Shut he's never face. fucked up anything. No, he's never. Visually and that's why I am not scared to walk into that no. into that theater because I and know he, I, didn't, he didn't write it. I can look. <laughs> I can, I can exactly. look. Yeah, he didn't yeah. write it, but I, I know I will walk into that theater, and I, I am certain I will see something pretty. Yep. Do we all get to punch Lee George Cade in the face? No, I'm not going to let you punch me in the face for anything. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Dan, the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. There's really only a few places you might buy a computer. The internet, where you have to wait weeks to get your computer and ship it off to Chumbawamba if it breaks. Some retail box store where you have to do aerobics in a Speedo while screaming to get help. And again, send it off to Chumbawamba or a small computer store that could be out of business next week. Well, no need to fear because PC Laptops is here. We've been in business over 19 years. Every one of our desktop computers comes with PC PC Laptop's exclusive lifetime warranty. So we'll take care of you for free forever. And to make it extra sweet, we're offering your choice of zero down, zero interest for a year financing, OAC, minimum payment required, or 90 days, same as cash, no credit check financing. You heard that right, no credit check financing. Your job is your credit. So call us right now at 1-877-596-SAVE. That's 1-877-596-7283. Or check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Because at PC Laptops, we really love you! Oh, it's broken news. Uh, stay till the end of this episode. Hmm. No, I think stay to the end of every episode, yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, so, see, I, I have a machine that shows me. A lot of you folks drop out at about uh, 60 to 70 way through. All right. So don't this time because there's an interview at the end. Another one? With Bill Bill S. Preston Esquire. (gasps) Alex Winter. Alex Winter. Yeah. The talented one of the two. Nice guy. Is he? (laughs) More talented than Canoe. Uh. He can direct. Listen, listen to the interview, and you'll uh, you'll decide. <laughs> I know. I know. Some bitch can't work the phone. I know that. Uh-oh. <laughs> we, uh, we, had some, boop, boop. We, we had some phone problems. With well, he's probably traveling through time and his all I phone booth. His all phone booth is broken. Yeah. He's, he's having trouble returning because there's no more Circle K's. <laughs> 
That might have been that might have been the connection problem. But uh, I only see Seven Elevens. Yeah, he made a documentary about uh, Napster. Yeah. Well, it's more than a documentary about Napster. It's a documentary about Napster. It's a documentary about Napster. <laughs> uh, but but he okay. would li- he would like it to be more. Yeah. But it's a documentary. How long about are Napster. our episodes usually? How, like with broken news and everything. Our ep- uh, well, it all depends. We don't have a set time we hmm. try to get to be about uh, hour 15 yeah. you want to leave so people them? are like like leaving like 25 minutes in <laughs> like with 25 minutes left it's like they uh they they stick around for the, the broken news and then it's like the second half is where the attrition where it starts huh. to drop that's when their off. boss walks by yeah that's it right there <laughs> why are you laughing hey get back to work so uh, anyway yeah uh, stop stay. it Stay till the end and listen uh, to the interview with Alex Winter. That, we worked uh, hard on the last half. Yeah, that Jimmy and uh, Jimmy and I did. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all right. Uh, Mr. B and the big movie mouth off boys are here for broken news. Yay! Hey. It's gonna be Jimmy's birthday it's tomorrow. Jimmy's birthday tomorrow. Well, as you're listening to yeah. this, it's, it's, it's now. Yes, by, the, by the time you hear this, yeah, it'll be. Uh, yeah. And we're be, probably all dead it'll be, from... It'll be over, actually. Alcohol fire, That fire was spectacular. <laughs> we're probably all dead from your party. Sorry. <laughs> the meteor that was your already, birthday. Already pre-gaming. It's good. All right. Where do we begin? Is this good news? I think it is. Oh. Uh, Matthew Vaughn is going to produce the Fantastic Four movie reboot. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Directed by Just Trink. Oh, sure. So you've got a great director. <clears throat> Chronicle guy. Chronicle. Well, I, I can't say a great director because we've really only seen him do just a couple of things. That movie was well, good. I will but, say that it's the only found footage movie I liked. But he's he's got a great approach, yeah. great idea. A, a novel way to uh, show superpowers with a limited budget. Yes. Yeah. And uh, uh, Matthew Vaughn, I really liked uh, First Class. Yeah, it's sure. probably yeah. my favorite X-Men movie. Could be. I liked Kick-Ass. Uh, Kick-Ass was good. So He did, uh, he did two, Peak. right? Did he do Kick-Ass 2? It is not out yet. No, but he directed. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, that's what yes. I thought. Yes. Uh, but uh, you can, I think you can thank uh, Mark Millar for that. Nice. Because uh, he's now over at Fox helping them. Uh, I think he's in charge of Make Our Marvel Movies Good department. Yes. Is what it is. <laughs> of their accidental. Finally somebody's in charge of yeah. that. Yeah. Their, their <laughs> accidental <laughs> quality department. Because uh, how I found out was I follow Mark Millar on Twitter. And uh, yeah, that's where he announced it. I follow him Sweet. at the grocery store. You do? Mm-hmm. Hey, Mark. Buys a lot of haggis. You sure do like cabbage. Sh- where the fuck is he shopping? Boy, <laughs> Scottish. <laughs> Whole Foods. Oh, okay. Get your organic haggis there at Costco. No and it's $75. I had no idea. I buy it in bulk. <laughs> bulk haggis? Kirkland. I get a lot of fucking haggis, <laughs> man. Kirkland brand uh, haggis. Right. It's a, yeah. a tub. You have to buy a tub. Kirkland. <laughs> a tub of haggis. A tub of haggis. Uh, All right. <laughs> That's <laughs> like floating in a gel. <laughs> <laughs> they actually give you your own tub, and there's a trough where you have to fish your own haggises out. It's, well, that's a traditional uh, Scottish game, bobbing for haggis. <laughs> bobbing for haggis. You know, we still have a name for this episode. I need to give it a name. So I think bobbing for haggis is good. <laughs> it's so gross. Cut quick. All right. I go on. Almost hot it. <laughs> this one tastes extra intestiny. Use your teeth. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm Sorry. trying. Don't fucking yell at me. All right. Uh, speaking of use your teeth, Megan Fox. Everybody. Oh. Ooh. Um, well, she didn't use her teeth. For- she didn't. <laughs> 
Uh, she must be really good at that. Dude, yeah. golf ball through a garden hose. Because fucking Michael Bay hated her. Oh, yeah. She like, called him Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now she's starring in his new Ninja Turtle movie. <laughs> and I was like, how the fuck did that happen? Right? Like, like this. Actually, you know what? I bet there was none of that gagging sound. Nope. I bet it was just sort of like... <laughs> I, oh. I she gave him a couple of strokes with a toe thumb. I just no, it, it was it was something along these lines. Manfura, Manfura, stick that yeah, stick that toe thumb up my butt. Yeah, right. Your butt is Poland. Yeah, I'm gonna invade it with my toe. No, Michael, it's huge. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, she's April O'Neil now in the uh, of course she is the new Ninja Turtle movie. Well, she yeah. sure ain't Splinter. <laughs> yeah. So Except there. Her. Well, you yeah. know what? April O'Neil's a hot reporter who's kind of an idiot. Sure, that's Megan Fox. I thought she was supposed to be kind of smart. I did too. April. I thought she was always ditzy. No. No. Because I mean, you were just thinking of the cause, movie versions. Because <laughs> Jude, Judith Hoagland and and because uh, the turtles are always getting into trouble. High jinx, yeah. and uh, and she needs to uh, now now boys you know? mm-hmm. now you turtle I, I, people right <laughs> <laughs> you get out of here. you get out of here although you heard uh, you heard my friend uh, Jay Whitaker uh, token Jay on Twitter um, he he said uh, you know Raphael is the uh, the black ninja turtle <laughs> yeah he swears he swears that he's and he he's going to come on the show one day and prove it to me awesome. that uh, Raphael is the black ninja turtle well I I will say this I would love to see Megan Fox in a leather-skinned yellow jumpsuit. That's fine with me. Yes, and I didn't think about that. You're right. Yeah. Okay, I can... I That's can fine. Handle, I can handle that. Sure. I just won't look at her face. You think she's got an ugly face? Not crazy about the face. Mm. I didn't even know she had one until you mentioned it. I know. Right? See? <laughs> well, it's a blank palette. To, to, to everybody who's up in arms about it, I get to just, her tits and I stop. Yeah, let, let me just say this. Watch her in This Is 40. Oh, how is she? She's good at she's it. She's good at it. Actually. And two... Is she really going to be any worse than Paige Turco? Paige Turco. Who is that? Who the fuck? One of the movie April. Oh, okay. And oh, Judith Hoagland. Right. Yeah. Is that the one with the giant perm? Yep. <laughs> yes, because we've gotten such good April O'Neils in the uh, past. Yeah. I'm going into that movie expecting shit, so I don't really... Exactly. Any well, news that comes. And let's face it, the April casting is not make it or break it <laughs> right. with the Ninja Turtle movie. I think it's more just the, the fact I'll, that she's back in good see graces. The, the first Transformers movie. I remember uh, Zach, my son, was sitting between me and Jeff, and every time <laughs> Megan Fox came on, we could just hear... Yeah, it sounded like me during a, your average Geek Show episode. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Watch that car. Watch that car. <laughs> how old? How old was he? He was. He was. He, know, was, he was just at that right age. Wasn't he was he? probably what six, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, yeah. right at that right age. <gasps> I gotta go to the bathroom. Oh, God. oh, oh daddy! <laughs> I need more popcorn. Choo chee choo chee. All right. Uh, let's see. Chip chip chop chop. Tweet up. Got some uh, oh uh, more uh, more casting so uh, uh, Planet of the Apes the yep. uh, dawn oh, of yeah. the Planet of the Apes uh, is it a mafia movie <laughs> should be from the dawn of the Planet of the Apes <laughs> I, n- I never said ape shall never kill ape Michael I never said that you come to me with a banana <laughs> I want the heads I want the heads of the families the gorillas the orangutans the mutants I want them all at the table <laughs> let's do the banana dance <laughs> leave the gun take the banana 
disappoint me, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> my counsel, Dr. Zayas. My, conci- my, my consigliere. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we've got something here. Bro. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. You'll uh, you'll be seeing that on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> oh my God! Somebody else steal it. Somebody from else us. steal it from us. <clears throat> Some morning show. Uh, uh, <laughs> so Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> no, oh, like like the morning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. From rise to dawn. Mm-hmm. Shit. Uh, they have the uh, the star, the non-simian star, the, uh, the the human star of the movie. Yeah. Uh, Jason Clark. From zero to oh, thirty. Yeah, he's good. The interrogator. Yeah, he just slaps some monkeys around um, and waterboard him. He he has uh, he will be able to play a sympathetic human. I guess that you're not entirely sure you should be rooting for. It says here. All right. Uh, well, and I saw another edition of the cast. Yeah, I saw that one too. Uh, Cody Smith McPhee. Yeah. Cody Smith McPhee. The kid from Let Me In. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Re- reteaming with his director because isn't Matt Reeves making Dawn? Let me look. Yeah. The guy who made Cloverfield and yes. let me in. That's right. That is correct. Woo. Look at Jeffy. As I read further into the story, yes. Mama game. Is he the one that's an Ender's game, too? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, oh, Don no, that Knotts was Aza Butterfield. Don Knotts of the Planet of the Apes would be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to cage every human, Andy. Every human. Andy. <laughs> Except for Otis the Ape. We let him come and go as he please. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk on bananas and coconuts again. Oh, now Cornelius. All right. How did a broken news turn into a third? Well, it is the third episode. Yeah. It's kind of a third episode. It's just kind of carried through. Uh, let's see. Uh, it is set 15 years after the events of Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, one uh, focus is on the human scientists who are struggling to survive alone in San Francisco. Another aspect of the story is the struggling of intelligent ape Caesar uh, to maintain his dominance over his kingdom. Hmm. So, uh, yeah. I, uh, it's got to be neat. I don't know why. I guess maybe it was because I found that story. Or, no, it was you. You tweeted you were watching Planet of the Apes. That made me get out my Blu-ray set. Oh, my God, yes. And uh, AMC last weekend. Yeah, I broke out my Blu-ray set and I watched. I, I thought, well... You know, I think I've only seen Battle maybe four times. That one stinks. It's so bad. That one stinks the worst. That's... Is that the one with the people underground and stuff? Well, they, they, oh, it's the last one. Yeah. And it's uh, uh, the one where the people that live underground. They worship the missile? Yeah. yeah well, well, you're also you're thinking ben, Beneath the Planet. Oh, that's with beneath. James Franciscus. But it's, but it's one of the same actors. Anyway, uh, he, they, they come up and they decide they're going to attack Ape City. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and the evil gorilla in it, Shannon? Mm-hmm. Sheriff Lobo. Sheriff Lobo. Is Shut it. up. Claude yeah. Akins. Yeah. Claude Akins? Yep. You're shitting me. Nope. He, oh, fuck, I gotta watch that shit now. He's so fucking overacts in that movie. Now, <laughs> he overacts in everything. He's Sheriff Lobo. But but the first gorilla, Inspector Luger from <laughs> Barney Miller. James Gregory. Played it really well. <laughs> where Sheriff Lobo, on the other hand, does this stilted talk. Uh-huh. and talk. He talks like Frankenstein, basically. We need... Guns! <laughs> Aldo will rule, you know, and, and oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah, but, <laughs> but monkeys could talk, dude. Yeah, but, I know. But in my opinion, Beneath the Planet of the Apes kind of gets a bad rap. It's just too heavy handed. I like it. I like it. Anyway, I, I figured you would because there's some messages in there that. Oh, I, lo- I love all of the, the original Apes movies. I think they're awesome. Uh, and speaking of them, uh, The Rise of the Planet of the Apes, the uh, director 
Rupert Wyatt, mm-hmm. who he did the first one. Mm-hmm. Great movie, too. He's, yeah. uh, he's going to take on The Equalizer. Oh, good. <laughs> the TV, you remember the TV yeah. series? The fuck? But here's really? some... Here's Robert, some here's with some, Robert Woodward. Here's some crazy casting, because you know Robert Woodward uh, was a British guy who looked like... like old, uh, old British guy. Yeah, he looked like Dick Cheney. Yeah. Um, but uh, they, they, they've changed the direction of it. Oh, oh he's young and hot. Well, she not, she's young enough. Not she? young, youngish, but she's hot. He he okay okay. Denzel Washington. Oh, it's gonna I be. An, it's can't gonna be, wait. It's just gonna be an action you movie. Mean Academy you know. Award nominee. I forgot yeah. the whole deal. The Equalizer. He was like an ex, like spook, right? Jesus <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> If I you didn't mean, mean that's, that. That's why you're worst Utah, Shannon. That's you why mean, you're worst Utah. If you mean by uh, MI6 agent. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like CIA. That's what I mean. That's, that's the call spy no, spook. That's what uh, my friend Rayford is a, is a CIA agent, and that's what that's what he, Your face is so red. That's what he calls what he does. He's that's no so, racism will do that. No, I have a friend in the CIA. It's That's what they call them. <laughs> that's perfectly reasonable. That's what I meant. But uh, you are worst Utah. That's it. That's, that's I can't worse. even help myself anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to be playing, but he's not even playing at a CIA guy. He's is yeah. Washington is playing Robert McCall. <laughs> Got current. <laughs> oh no, he is. It says a retired intelligence officer who helps the powerless. In the movie version, he's living. Get this, living a quiet life while working at a Home Depot. <laughs> Oh, this sounds better and better. When uh, one of his acts of kindness gets him embroiled with the Russian mob, naturally. Mm, uh-huh. uh, the Russians are the bad guys again. Oh. I don't know if you've noticed this in the movies. Yeah, because that worked out so well <laughs> for the new diet. That call, worked out so well. Does he have to call into the Home Depot? I'm sorry. I can't, I can't make my shift today. I'm embroiled in a fucking problem with the Russian yep. mob. Get Stacy to cover my shift. Damn the Russian mob anyway. God. All right. Uh, let's see. Um... Uh, just a quick note: uh, They're going to blow up uh, Man's Chinese Theater in the Iron Man Three. Oh, oh. That's when they were really going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're getting yeah. rid of it. Aww. This was uh, this was back in January. Uh, somebody handed me this: um, the Hollywood Orchid Suites, which are close to. Mm-hmm. This was uh, sent out to guests. It's going to be an exciting weekend here at the Hollywood Orchid Suites as Iron Man Three is filming additional scenes in Hollywood, January twenty first. Film crews plan to shoot wide-angled shots from cranes positioned high overhead to capture the full scope, color, and liveliness of Hollywood while they blow up Grauman's Chinese Theater. Spoiler alert. So they were warning the guests that uh, there will be flashes of light, debris, sure. uh, you know, cars driving, and, and this, is, this is going to be an issue. And so. an Iron Man. And, and an Iron Man. An Iron Man. <laughs> Why is Robert Downey outside my window? So there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, Devil May Cry is getting a comic book. Who cares? Just so you know. <laughs> just wanted to throw that out Tony there. probably cares. Um, and J.J. Uh, Abrams is uh, now uh, way too busy. Really? <laughs> really? He uh, this, this is older news, but uh, he's going to uh, help in making a uh, Half-Life movie and a Portal yeah. movie. Hmm. Uh, some uh, video game movies. I have a feeling um, he'll end up just producing. Probably, probably. Yeah. I have a so. feeling they should just stop making video game movies. You think? Until they, well, no. What about when they finally get one right? Well, They're never going to. Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> but that's that, not, that wasn't a video game that was turned into a 
movie. Oh, plus I forgot oh. about Super yeah. Mario Brothers. What about Double Dragon? <laughs> Come on, man. Double Dragon? And Doom. <laughs> Doom. <laughs> and uh, the BBC sent out sort of a half-assed apology to Doctor Who fans. For what? Did it start, <laughs> we, off, did we, it start we, off with, we, meh? We're, we're so sorry our show was lame until, <laughs> until it came back with Russell Davies. It was... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You're now. You're a Doctor Who fan. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, let me <laughs> yeah. ask. Let me ask okay. on, on behalf of your wife then. Okay, sure. Um, uh, was she was she upset that uh, season seven of Doctor Who was split in two? Uh, ah. Is she also upset that the uh, uh, the only one sixty minute special is is going to just be the Christmas uh, or uh, is not enough to celebrate the fiftieth anniversary? Just the fifty minute special. Well, she hasn't mentioned it, but she's got a life. Okay. <laughs> Because Patrick McManus, are most people used to now? Like seasons are split in two all the goddamn time. But apparently not. BBC complaints uh, respond. uh, uh, Patrick McManus from the BBC said, (laughs) "Thank you for your contact regarding Doctor Who broadcast on BBC One. I understand that you feel there are insufficient programs. I love the way they spell programmers with two M's and a D. Programmies." Uh, insufficient programs planned to mark the 50th anniversary of the series. I also note that you are unhappy with the way in which season seven has been split into two parts. Whilst I appreciate your concerns... Whilst? We haven't announced what we have planned to mark the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who yet, but we would like to assure you that fans won't be disappointed. Additionally, please note that the decision to schedule... To schedule... Schedule. To schedule Series 7 in two parts was a creative one. And we are sorry you're unhappy about this. Thank you again for taking the time to contact us. Now, go Uh, eat your mush and don't brush your teeth. (laughs) And keep a step of a lift. Now, blow it out your arse. Collectively. Arse. They can say... They say cunt there all the time. Oh, you fucking cunt. Yeah. You know what? You, you know what their <laughs> word is. One of I learned recently. You know what the word is for a vagina? Fanny. Yeah. So you yeah. say I'm going to spank your fanny. A little oh, bit God. different. A little yeah. bit different. A little bit different. That's over there. child yeah. abuse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we call those front bumps here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, we got to talk. This might be a part of your. <laughs> might be part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm oh, going to get all up in your front bump. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, no. Um. I just want to tickle it. Show me that front bump. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Um, Anything else? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm ex- getting more excited about the Zombieland TV show. Are you now? He- hearing about who's directing the pilot. Who that? Eli Craig, the guy who made Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, really? Yep. All right. That's good news. And it's going to be on Amazon, though, right? Yeah. Right. You have to, like, buy it? Yeah. Yeah, but but, Probably. but but once it's done airing, they'll make it available with DVDs and stuff like that. Ah, divids. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, and Joe Carnahan stopped awa- or uh, turned away from the Death Wish remake? Oh, yeah. What happened there? What was going on with that? Because you didn't like the casting? Who? who uh... Bruce Willis. Oh. They, oh. they want Bruce Willis to be the new Death Wish. Now, and he said no? And Joe Carnahan's like, no. <laughs> nope. Now, was Joe Carnahan, was he the writer or the, the director? The director. Yeah. That was the guy that was going to make our 70s Daredevil, too. Oh, yeah. The, and, he, and, he, uh, and, and he said well, no I can see that because if you think about it, like, Charles Bronson was like a... He didn't wisecrack. And he wasn't like a tough guy and stuff. He was, I mean, he wasn't like a... 
He looked kind of like a well, he was ugly and yeah. greasy. One, he looked like a seventies porn star. Yeah, he just looked like a dude that went to the office. Then one day was like, "Fuck, I'm going to start killing people." Yeah, raping my wife, killing her. So he, I could see that. I mean, mm-hmm. Bruce Willis has become one of those top action stars. So if you want somebody less, well, know. now wait a second. He, we could mouse him up a bit and make him look like an every guy. Are you thinking Death Becomes Her? Yeah, I think that or, yeah. ja- or it was a jackal. He had a few looks in there, mm-hmm. or even weird. a uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. You can mouse him up a bit, mm-hmm. make him look a little less like the action star. Yeah. Give him hair is a start. <laughs> it's just hair that makes him look weird. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, well, thank you for that. Hmm? Did you hear about the, the the other Star Wars rumor movie that they're talking about? The, the thing about making Knights of the Old Republic? Or did you hear about that? I read it on, on, on the ibs, on the internet. I don't trust that one. I don't know. I don't trust that one. I just, it makes me nervous because then like, if that's true... I, I'm going to get oversaturated with fucking Star Wars. I, I'm going to say, what, is there going to be like a Star Wars movie coming out like every fucking month? Yeah, club? that's what I'm scared that's what it now. sounds like, right? I'm kind of nervous. Here's your Yoda. Here's your Adat movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we build it. Let's find another figure. If I just pull it out of the bin. No, Let's like, pull a figure out of the bin. I, oh, we're going to make a, a Greedo no, Chronicles. It, it really reminded me of like when this toys came out. When the first like wave of toys came out, you're like, oh, okay, you know, Luke, Leia, Han, got it. And then you're like, the next round, you're like, oh, there's a little Lando, okay, a little bit sidekick. And by wave three, you're like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. And like, like, I'm thinking like that's how the movies are going to start coming out. Like, like who the Death, what? Death Star sitting in the background? <laughs> yeah, I just it kind of made me nervous. I, I, I stopped buying them when the uh, uh, boom mic operator came out. <laughs> I, I was just like, I, this is it. Listen, I mean, they'll get their money back, but they got to get back four billion dollars. Listen, so, as long as uh, as long as the guy with the ice cream maker in Empire Strikes Back gets a movie, yeah. I don't care. No, he needs a TV I want to find out what the fuck is in there. What what what, what? ice cream? Yeah. Uh, what kind? <laughs> Blue. Blue. <laughs> Made from Aunt Beru's blue milk. Oh, okay. I guess I don't need a movie now. I know. Yeah, spoiler alert. It's delicious. Yeah. I I didn't find any uh, anything on that. So, yeah, it was yeah. like just I read it today. Yeah, but I just it brought up a notion of made me nervous of God. How many are they really going to come out with? I imagine you will get one a year. Mm-hmm. I imagine you will. But Is it going to get weird after like no. eight years? No, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine with it. I'm going to start crying. I was going to say, you don't have to go see them all, but you do. But I do. You do have to go see them all. All right. Oh, I want to see a Jawas versus Sand People movie. <laughs> what the fuck? Tahini. <laughs> be like a Keystone Cops movie. Oh, it'd be hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to start writing that now. That'd be funny. Oh, it'd be like Romeo and Juliet, where one falls in love with the other, and like the families won't. <laughs> oh, I want to see the sex scene. Oh, just Sandy. Oh, you got some... <laughs> it, you know, it'd be funnier if the sand person was a was a woman and the Jawa was a guy. It would be funnier if <laughs> if the Jawa was a guy. Oh, you Danny. Oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry. Who your teeny? Who's your teeny? Who's your teeny? Who's your teeny? All right. <laughs> anything else? I don't think there's anything else to say. <laughs> I think we're pretty hey, it hey, up. Hey, what did we think of the Lay's Sri Racha? Oh yeah. Oh, Mister uh, your uh, junk food um, recommendation. I did not have any. Let me try. Yeah, because because Lay's is test marketing three different flavors. Ooh. What are they? 
Sriracha. Uh, cheesy garlic bread, sriracha, and chicken and waffles. So, and if you don't know sriracha, it's the cock sauce. It's the cock uh, sauce. The, the rooster death sauce. Yeah, uh-huh. I love that stuff. Yeah, Sue loves it. That's I want to try the chicken and waffles. So do I. I heard it tastes like a chicken and a biscuit. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds delightful. <laughs> With salt actually. on it. In potato chip form. Uh, it doesn't really taste like sriracha. Does You'll say it doesn't. <clears throat> oh, wait, there's a burn. <laughs> yeah, it comes in later. Uh-huh. Yeah, afterburn. Uh, it's, they're good. I, I keep eating them because they're chips. Yeah. <laughs> It's just it's just more spicy though than anything. It doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's like, like spicy, spicy barbecue. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like spicy barbecue. Exactly. All right. Yeah, they're all right. That's what I said. Jeff. What would you decide? They're not. Yeah, great. They're not bad. They're yeah. chips. Eat them. Eat them. <laughs> Put them in your face. Change your change all your right. life. Eat them. <laughs> Yum. We now go to the second half of the episode. Uh, what did we decide to call it? It was originally called Fifty Shades of Green. But uh, I think bobbing for haggis. Bobbing for haggis. Look so it. the second Gold. half of bobbing for haggis, where we find out that Jabba's house is racist. Uh, and, and so is Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, he's gonna move I in. so didn't mean that. He's going to move into Jabba's house now. So, as soon um, as it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, fuck. There you go, Barnson. I think that's what every politician usually says when that happens. Yeah. Oh, um, man. And, and uh, stay till the end for the interview with uh, Alex Winters. Alex Winters. Yeah. Yeah. No flipping? No flipping. Don't be a jerk. (laughs) Please to enjoy. The Atomic Arcade. I love this place. 3939 Highland Drive in Holiday. Downstairs from Cruiser's Bar across the street from a bar named Sue. Great place to wake up your reflexes before you go home or get a few games in, blow off some steam on your work or your lunch break. Classic arcade games for play at classic prices. Free admission, that's the best part, and no hassle with those tickets. You got your Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Asteroid, Centipede, Defender, Berserk, Star Castle. You get the idea. It's a great escape from the nagging girl or boyfriend, spouse, or kids. Or You're not going to feel weird playing around a bunch of little kids. You know what I'm saying? Perfect for date night or hanging out with the geeks night. You just walk across the parking lot. You got soap, cupcake, Nielsen's frozen yogurt, all that stuff happening there. There is a repairman and video game expert on site every day, so all games should work correctly the first time. They are open seven days a week. That's good. And open late, even better. All games are only 25 to 50 cents, so check them out on Facebook. The Atomic Arcade, 3939 Highland Drive is their address. Tell them Geek Show says hey. Hey there, digital comics fans. You say you just can't make it to the store every Wednesday. You prefer buying digital instead of hard copies. You wish you could help out our brick-and-mortar friends at Dr. Bolt's Comic Connection. Well, a harmonic convergence is happening now. You can buy your digital comics through the Dr. Bolt's website, and everybody wins. You get your comics on your magic device, and Dave and the boys at Dr. Bolt's get to wet their beak. Have a taste. Get some love. You know we here at Geek Show Podcast love them. They are the friendly comic book store in town, after all. Hey, I'll miss seeing you there every Wednesday at 2043 East, 3300 South. But this way, they get the love. Between the DC New 52 and the Avengers vs. X-Men, it's never been a better time to be a comic book fan. Walking Dead Comics, all your indie stuff, they're all at drvolts.com. That's drvolts.com. Or if you forget, there's a link on geekshowpodcast.com. Just be sure to tell them Geek Show says Excelsior. And uh, we're back. Whoa. Sorry, guys. Whoa. Shannon, nice plus one you brought to the party. Well, hey, sorry. <laughs> I don't usually eat eggs. Gaseous emissions. Yeah, those eggs are eating you. That was this, that was this, that was this morning at breakfast. Yeah, Governor Herbert is going to come after you. Yeah. Sorry, Whoa. that, coupled with the fancy, crazy Jim Smith. Actually, if he's pollu- I can't breathe outside and I can't breathe inside. Thanks, I, Shannon. I, I, I don't, I don't want to correct you, but if it's polluting the air, the governor won't do shit about it. That's true. 
Uh, don't give say, him his soapbox. Here it comes. Say, no, this is this is the people's fault. This isn't the government. That that part was because Governor Herbert made you drive your car. It was in C seventeen, is what that was. Yeah, guys, I'm sorry. Sometimes my farts stink. Kids aren't allowed around here. Like your farts never stink. You would kill a kid. I don't know, man. I'm vegan. I could kill half the community with my farts. Farted in three years. It's going to be a big one. (laughs) You might want to get that checked out. (laughs) Transcend space and time. Everybody farts at night. Is that, is that the name story. of your new children's book? Everybody <laughs> farts at night. That's the title. That's going to bring the Smiths back together. Johnny Moore is going to call Morrissey and say, hey, I got an idea for a song. Everybody, Everybody farts, farts at, at night. night. Everybody. Everybody farts at night. <laughs> at least night fart is better than See, I was thinking. Of, I was thinking of the Wayne Chung. Like, Everybody farts, farts tonight. tonight. Everybody farts, farts tonight. tonight. Well, you're it's missing a syllable. You need Everybody to add farts at night. Yeah, so I, <laughs> it's going to be my uh, so follow-up to Moon Cop. Night farts. All right. Um, it's a procedural <laughs> show. Do vampires you know fart? This is, a, this is a fucking classy show. I just wanted to say I that. think so. Heidi Klum farts at night. But, uh, but speaking, of NC7, <laughs> speaking of NC-17. Yes. Look at that segue. Woohoo! <laughs> Bam! Good job. Set up and serve. Well, the uh, the well. Evil Dead reboot? Yeah. yeah. Nope. Was so gory. Yes! Yeah. Well, I, good! Uh, it got an NC-17 yeah. on, the first, on the first cut. Have I mentioned I will not be seeing this program? Have I, mentioned, that, have I mentioned I will not be seeing this movie? Yeah. Now this is the first horror movie ever Wait, that I'm I am not going to go see. You have seen every horror movie ever made? No, every horror movie that I've ever wanted to see. I've gladly oh. just gone to see this movie. I will not. I can't. Why? I'll talk you into I it. I can't fucking Why? take it. I'll promise you kisses. I cannot that take was, it. That was just on the first go around, though. Oh, so no one saw that, just the MPAA? No, it was just an MPAA. They, gotcha. First time around, NC-17. I, they're going to trim it and make so it like three, but three I wonder if cuts. they'll show that version at South by Southwest I don't know because that'd be cool he that said he good. said his cut's going to exist and South but no they, there's there's two shots in the trailer um, that just wig me out tongue cutting the tongue cutter yeah. I can't nope can't deal with it not, nope. not at all nope I'm not going to see that movie. Nope, me either. You and I will stand outside of it holding signs. Saying, yeah, let's hold the sign. Let's hold the sign. Carrie, about you're Superman in between a pussy sandwich. <laughs> Superman hey, versus you, zombies. <laughs> That's my movie. I would watch that. I would watch that, that, I I would watch mind, that too. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon and I are going to stand outside of the movie playing The New Evil Dead with Oprah signs. <laughs> we, should, no, we should stand outside with the signs that say, God hates deadites. <laughs> <laughs> I like God that. God hates Ash. I like that. All right. Um... Now, we, uh, we had our uh, Django Unchained action figures that uh, were called racist. They're Jesus. horribly racist. Shame yeah. on all of you. Because they were, ba- they were like kids. Well, kids buy these and. Uh, but they don't. Play, I, play I, slavery games. I bought them for my unborn son. Okay, so who made play with. Didn't, didn't, Is it Nika that made these? Nika's? You have an unborn yeah. son? Okay, yeah. and Nika's, Nika's Migo style action figures are He's 20 bucks my... each yeah. at the store, right? They're not for fucking kids. So what, what fucking kid is picking up. Twenty dollar action. Well, figures. first of all, just to correct that, they weren't. They were never in stores. Well, but yeah, what I'm talking about is, is even if they were in no stores, no kids were ever buying these right. Things. Even if they were in stores, though, the Nika Mega style action figures are twenty bucks. That's not something that some yeah. kids just randomly walking in and going, and, "Oh, hey, I want to, I want to, I want a Jamie Fox figure. I want to celebrate slavery and, with and, this." And what kids are getting together after school and saying, "Let's play Django Unchained"? Yeah. For Christ, you fucking assholes. Well. Now Lego has been accused of racism. Uh, well, it, those Django Legos were weird. Is it against Asians because all of them have yellow heads? No, no. Oh. I'm think of Lone Ranger. It is. Uh, Turkish leaders are offended the by Turkeys? 
by Jabba's Palace set. Oh, yeah. What? They say it re- resembles a famous mosque. Jabba's Palace. I have well, they get no frame of reference. Film? The Turkish cultural community of Austra- Austria said in a statement that the Lego set of Jabba's Palace is racist because it appears too closely to resemble the Hagia Sophia. Real fast, what does that, what does that make that racist? In Istanbul. Well, let me see. The, uh, the Jamie Al-Kabir Mosque in Beirut and a minaret and therefore reinforces negative stereotypes about the Middle East. Because you, We because, don't have giant slugs in here. I was going to say, because there's so many huts there? Or <laughs> Statement on their website reads, The terrorist Jabba the Hut likes to smoke a hookah and have his victims killed. But, okay. but he's a fucking monster from space. Well, he's, you know he's also? He's a puppet. The characters, all the right? characters look sinister and do evil things such as keep slaves and commit murder. Did anybody oh, want to fire back to them that Jabba's Palace is actually a Beomore monk monastery and is not based off of anything that, that wasn't Jabba's Palace? He you just made that here. word up. I did not. The Beomore monks. Beomore? B. And then hyphen and Omar. They're monks. They're, they're the little spider the little spider monks that wander around. They have brains and jars, and that's their monastery, and Java commandeered it. That's the backstory. Beomar. <laughs> You made, you made that up. I did not. No, he's actually really no, telling he's, the truth. He's telling the See, truth. now I thought he was talking about something no, that actually existed for a moment. But, but, so so Henry, do we know, was the palace was modeled on that, this thing? That's what I was just going to ask. Do we know that is it is it modeled on any? Uh... It's Yeah, it is actually. But it's like a representation of a desert palace. I'm sure that they modeled it after something. Everything in Star Wars is modeled after something. In because George Lucas just... had no original ideas. I mean, the, oh. Aunt, Aunt Brew and Uncle Owen's house is, is a Tunisian motel. It's not, you know, we're going to say that it's it's denigrating to tourists. Yes. I just. So it, the question is, can a building be racist? No. no. We yes. Don't, we don't think so. Think so. And, <laughs> well, unless it just has like horribly racist things painted on the side of it, you know. <laughs> well, that that building's racist. That doesn't make the building racist. No, but I mean, their whole their whole reason why they're saying that it's racist is because Jabba the Hutt's a gangster, and everybody who lives there is a, is a gangster. But if they're he's going, a, off I, of, he's a fucking puppet. But if they're going, but if they're going off of saying that it's all lived by bad guys, they need to actually understand the backstory of that building. It it's wasn't built by Jabba the Hutt. Of course, it's a movie. But he's these are guys fucking... that are declaring jihad over. All kinds of shit. I just picture the people who sit in front of their computers and like type this up. Like, hold, hold this on. building's racist. Hold on, just like, one second. Have nothing fucking better to do. Hold on, just like that. Hey, hi. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a fucking fake space monster. Yeah, he is. Signed, George. Right, I just, later. I just. It, what I'm most amazed by is that I used to be scared by Brian, and I didn't know all the time that the real psycho Star Wars. <laughs> well, the funny was thing sitting is next to me, Lee ate Brian. No, Brian. Brian. Well, actually, he'd be fat if he did. Brian humbles me with his knowledge of Star Wars. It scares me, but nothing humbles do, you. Bullshit. I do know a lot about uh, Jabba's Palace. Is Moroccan in design? It is based off of Moroccan architecture. That's racist. No, <laughs> that racist. <laughs> but I mean, are are, are are there Asian groups out there that want uh, Temple of Doom redone because of Clove Obi Wan being a, a broad stroke of of uh, that was racist. Against broads, sure. The the most racist thing in Temple of Doom is short round. Come on, everybody. That's what that. I was thinking, short round, actually. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you think about the... Come on, Dr. Jones! Yeah. Come on. Racist. Oh, that's racist. Hey, listen, that kid really talked that way. Okay. That, that kid's Jones. name is Joe, and he's white. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> CGI. 
Well, here's uh, here's something. There's also some good news because I mentioned the uh, the Pacific uh, or the uh, uh, Evil Dead getting a rating. Yeah, scary. Pacific Rim has been getting test screenings. Wait, what? How? Are they that far along? Yeah. Holy oh. shit. He's been not, done with it for like 15 years. Oh. <laughs> some of the some of the effects are not quite done, but That's they've fine. but they've got the story together. Charlie Day steals the movie. Gypsy Danger. So far, the people who have seen it uh. have said that it is just fucking awesome. Yes. What's the plot yes. of this one again? Um, Robots fighting monsters. Um, okay. There we go. An extra uh, a dimension opens up on the seabed of the stop. and giant monsters come out. And then we have to build robots. Stop. Ah. Three words: robots, punching monsters. monsters. Yes. Yep. Big giant monsters. monsters all you need. Giant monsters. Giant robots. That's all you need Kicking the shit out of each other. I really think this is probably my most anticipated film of the year. Really? More than Star Trek. Mine too. Well, I mean, like, we've had a Star Trek, you know, I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong, I'm excited for all of them, but yeah. we've had a Star Trek, we've had an Iron Man, you know what I mean? Like, I feel a, like I just don't know Superman. you. <laughs> I'm excited for really screwed up reasons, because if somebody actually gets a giant robot movie right, that means there's a whole genre of giant robot coming, movies man. I might get to see. I, I think I'm excited for what it could be and what it could start. Yeah. They're, they're, well, Japan, Japan has been making giant robot genre for 50 years now. But they haven't had a $100 well, million dollar movie behind it. They and, have, uh, you know. and, and, and you weren't here for when we uh, did the story about Guy King. No. No. Uh, right away, as soon as people started hearing about Pacific Rim, all the other studios went out and bought giant robots. Yeah. So maybe one of the giant studios will pull their head out of their ass and start well, making Robotech. I think, it was, I think it was... That's one of them. Robotech oh, Robotech's is, got a director. It's got it? a director yeah. now. And uh, you Guy, know this? Yeah. And uh, Guy King is... <laughs> uh, that's what I see. He doesn't show up. Uh, I, I did, <laughs> Guy what King. Day off? <laughs> and now Guy King has a studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Giant I, robots. I just think because it's. I'm going to walk in that theater and it's. I won't know what to expect. You know what I mean? Like, there's no presence for it. it and, yep. terrible. When is Guillermo del Toro let you down? He doesn't. No. And he says fucking shit a lot. That's why yeah. I like him. <laughs> no, I, I, I read one one review where they said that, that basically Ron Perlman and, and Charlie Day just steal the movie through the entire thing. And yeah, then you've got like Ron giant... Perlman's in it? Yeah. Well, of course. It's Guillermo del Toro. Well, Charlie, that, but... Charlie Day's in it? Yeah. yeah. Charlie, Charlie, Day. Charlie Day's a, a, a mecha pilot. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's that's one of the reports. Is I'm that even more excited people now. People weren't expecting him to be in it, and they were surprised. Because Ron Perlman awesome. didn't show up in any of the uh, trailers or I'm teasers. I'm not sure Ron Perlman's in it. He's in it. He's in it. I don't know. IMDb it. He's in there. He's he's one of the monsters. Well, not, you know, not, that I, is not that IMDb is is flaw, you know, flawless or anything. But if he's not in here, you're getting punched. No, he's in it. He's right. in Can I hold him while you hit him? Yeah. Okay. You really want to hurt me, don't you? Yes. Why? All I've done is love you. It's full of hate. <laughs> Every morning, your underwear is folded night next to bed like you like it. <laughs> Get your eggs ready for you. Sorry about the eggs. Yeah, don't eat the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> last, thing, last thing you want is a vegan to make your eggs for breakfast. That's, God, yeah. you're fucking farts. Eat these. <laughs> <laughs> well, now Lee George Cade needs monster movies, but what about movies based on Facebook games? Oh, yeah, no. We could just we throw that out. Just throw that away. Ron Perlman mm-hmm. is in Pacific Rim. He is. Oh, okay. Man. All right. Oh, snap. Next time, Cade. He's also next in the next time. Hobbit movie, too. Uh, what? He is not. Yes, yes. See, now he's now he's fucking with you. Nope. Come on, <laughs> he Lee. Not. He is not in the Hobbit movies. <laughs> no, he's not. I told you, he's fucking with you. Look that's at what, that's Quick. what Cade does. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna punch you anyways. <laughs> oh, so so 
What is it? In or not in on The Hobbit? No. He is not in The Hobbit, not but he, in the he Hobbit is in Pacific Rim. He is in Pacific Rim. nodding at me, Lee. No, see, he's fucking with you. That's what he does. Gosh dang it. Um, he plays Bard. Uh, Brett Ratner is making uh, Brett Ratner is making a Farmville movie. Oh, good. Brett Ratner. Wait, what? Here's what I, here's what I hope. Hate no, Brett you guys did, I was trying to read the story. You guys didn't care. I'm not going back to it. Well, no, go back. <laughs> well, I'll say this. Who wants a Farmville movie? Come yeah. on. Brett what, Ratner does. Yeah. Did, you know, did you know that? Uh, here's what I hope. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Ron Perlman's in that Farmville movie. Uh, okay. Here's what I hope about this. I'm going to go against it with Minesweet. I'm turning your mic off. Here's what I hope about this smart Farmville movie. They make it, they release it, and people keep inviting me to go, and I tell them to fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy's invited you to see Farmville. Fuck you, Jimmy. From the people who brought you the LinkedIn movie, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. I can't wait for the Angry Birds motion picture. I'm not going to add you to the the... I don't want to be on the birthday thing. Do you get that all the time? Oh, on you, Facebook? Yeah, I want to add you oh, to my birthday calendar. Yeah. No. Yeah, Guess what? Facebook time. already does that, you fucking twat. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You, I, what? Well, you're not getting my birthday. I decline. Oh, you know what? I I'm not having this. any more birthdays. As we record this, or, or when this is released, it's my birthday. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, oh, Jimmy. Happy birthday. Yeah, How old will you be? 31. What level of alcohol wow. poisoning are we shooting there, for everybody? this year? What? What level of alcohol poisoning are we shooting for this year? Two. Cool. Two. What's that out of? One. Wow. <laughs> there's there's a one scale drunk scale with Jimmy. For for your birthday, I'm giving you this news story <laughs> that will make you make that noise. I'll just I'll just let you read it. There you go. Out loud. People can find out I don't read. <laughs> uh, Which is weird. Sales. Hot tub time machine two is a thing that is happening. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's yes. a horrible sentence. <laughs> well, if you if you read it like that, <laughs> Wait, how about you try and make it sound better? Because this is the way I type. That's it. about as many. <laughs> <laughs> Hot tub time machine two is a thing that is happening. I uh, see. Oh. oh, it's all in the delivery, son. Oh. All in the delivery. Hot tub time machine two. No. Is it? <laughs> You're terrible. It's called expression, motherfucker. It's called expression. You're terrible. Hot tub <laughs> time machine two is a thing that is happening. I said too tall, Tommy. I need to watch that first one again. I hoot top. What? Hoot top happening. Well, and uh, happening. oh, giant happening. monster movies. More. Gorzera. Uh, the uh, oh the, uh, yes, the casting. For the, for, for the Godzilla? For the Godzilla movie. Oh, Godzilla. Dude, that, that little teaser they had at Comic-Con looks so fucking good. Uh, well, it's, it's different people now. Uh, Frank Darabont what? is now. Yeah, it, it was a whole lawsuit thing. Do you remember previous shows uh, where we <laughs> talked about this? Um, <laughs> I won't remember this one. Remember when we announced <laughs> that Guy King's got a producer? Yeah. In a yeah. studio? Uh, like twice. Yeah. Frank Darabont is now involved in it. Right. You got all excited But it's still the this. same director, though, right? No. Really? Different like, director. From Monsters? The guy left? Different director. Fuck! Now it's Jim J. Bullock. Um, he's <laughs> Oh, no, dead. no. Gareth Edwards is still involved. I met the, oh. produ- I met the producers. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I heard I'm Ron Perlman was directing. <laughs> <laughs> but Frank Darabont is writing. Take that, Lee. And here are the... You scared me for a second. Here are the actors that are involved. Okay. Uh, Aaron Johnson. Oh, kick, kick ass. ass. Yeah. Very good. Good. Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, the talented Olsen of the twins. Or, no, not twins, but no. she's, she's her older sister. What? Or younger sister. Yeah. She younger? Yeah. 
She's their dog. Elizabeth oh. Olsen is Mary Kate Ashley's younger mistake. sister okay. and yes. more talented sister. And the least monkey looking. She's oh, she's hot. And then finally, Brian Cranston. Oh, but, yeah. but oh shit! Is he going to be making meth? We'll no, see. we'll see. So what about the next That's story, not his though. contract to make meth in everything he's Come in. on! <laughs> he didn't make this, meth and Malcolm in the Middle. Or Seinfeld. That was before Breaking Bad. Though. Oh, okay. But it's all it's all in talks. So Oh. Yeah. He didn't make it in Babylon 5 either. I didn't That's know cool. it was I'm excited that. for that one. Oh, this is uh this is uh, he saw another monster title here and it's it's not I don't I don't think it's an actual monster. It's called How to Catch a Monster. How, how to Catch Monsters, or Will Catch Monsters. How to Catch a Monster. Oh, How to Catch a Monster. Okay. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, Matt Smith is going to be in it. I thought it was a sci-fi movie. With uh, Christina Hendricks and Eva Mendez. So, oh, my God. I won't know what to do. <laughs> You're just going to go, boo. Yeah, like, like that, that's way off the those, titty and ass scale. Those are, <laughs> those are like, in my top ten women, those are like in the top five. Maybe they'll stand together and make a super boob. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be like a Voltron. Yeah. <laughs> I've always kind of thought of you as super boob. Twip, 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 twip. All right. Titties. <laughs> oh, Lord. Games, videos? Oh, <laughs> so when I become aware of Shannon, that's how I'm going to talk. Nice. When you All become right. aware of Shannon? Aware Shannon. DVDs and Blu-rays. Here we go. Ah, Jesus. Well, at least they're done now. But the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2 is out and gone and fuck off. We're done with them. And they better not make another fucking series of them. I want more. Gonna... I heard that they might, they might make a TV show, so that's on that's... you, buddy. Shut up. <laughs> they already did. It's called The Vampire Diaries. Yeah. But they might get Twilight too. VD for short. Uh-huh. Uh, the Master is now out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really good. I, I'm glad. Racist. Why... What is it? Uh, it's, it's about a slogging fiend. It's kind of it's, oh, it's okay. Paul Thomas Anderson. It's it's kind of they never say Scientology, but Scientology. You know, it's kind of that. Uh, but I'm glad that Joaquin Phoenix knocked off his stupid shit of being a rapper anymore because he's a great actor and he needs to knock it off. And a psycho. Uh, Gerard Butler is in Chasing Mavericks. That's the the surfer movie. Let's go surf, man. Let's go surf. Let's go, go surf. Wastewater. Silent yeah. Hill Revelation 3D is now out. Never. Uh, Company of Heroes, which is uh, based off a video game. Like Cupping? Company. Oh, Company. I thought he said that. Oh, company? Said cr- crumping of Heroes. That was a, company. a World War II <laughs> video game. Yeah, <laughs> World War II. And the movie uh, is World War II. They based. had video yeah. games during World War II? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, How to Survive a Plague is a documentary that's out. Uh, it was at Sundance, and I believe it's nominated for Best Documentary at the Oscars mm-hmm. this year, which was yesterday. Uh, Holy Motors is a bizarre fucking foreign film that uh, Vice called it pretty right. He said this is the kind of film that uh, critics will love and that the general public will hate film critics for. And so, but Jeff hated it. He hated it. And I hated it. I think yeah. it's a piece of shit. Yeah. So uh, let's see. <laughs> Zombie Lake and Oasis of the Zombies are now out. It's, oh, what, great. Are, what are those? Uh, Old. They're like shitty. Z- oh, are uh, they folky? Folk? Folshi? Whatever that. F- Never mind, just You're thinking what? of uh, Fulci, the, yeah. the Italian zombie director oh. in the 70s. Uh, yeah. Law and Order, Nine. the 12th year, is now out. <sighs> the Client List, which I believe is with um, is it Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yes. Yeah. Season she's, one is now she's out. A, she's, a, she's, she's a hoe. She's, she's a, a madam. She's an a alleged hooer. She's yeah. a hoe. She's a madam. Wasn't that, it was the base of a British show, right? I swear there was a British version. I don't version. know. I swear. Yeah. I was not aware of that. Uh, let's see. Oh, an old Nickelodeon show, Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, yeah. I love that show. show. The complete series is now out. 
Uh, let's see. The new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Rise of the Turtles cartoon show. Which is, is good. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Anime Wolverine Season 1, Volume 1. Wolverine. Wolverine. <laughs> Is that not, racist? Not as bad as people. Yes. Oh my God! It's racist. <laughs> it's it's that, racist against Canadians. Was that the anime? Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I liked it. It's good. I like the X Men one too. A lot of people were bagging on the X Men yeah. one. No, because I know that that is the one where he's you know becoming kind of a, a samurai you know mm-hmm. fighter like that. Is that what the Wolverine's based on? Mm, no, Wolverine's based, Wolverine is supposedly loosely based racist. off of the Frank Miller series in the in the early to mid eighties. Mm. Um, but Get. we'll see if that happens. Brian Perlman's and in it. in the same genre, Marvel anime Blade Season 1, Volume 2 is now out. I didn't enjoy Braid. that one as much. No, not as much? <laughs> not as much. Braid. Braid versus Wolverine. Oh, Wolverine. Lord. Good. You're awful people. Oh, Scott. I think you're handsome. Look out, Braid Vampire. <laughs> oh, Antimantium. Close? Go ahead. Games? Huh? Is- oh. Games? <laughs> Uh, Games? Uh, <laughs> not that much. Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2 Plus. <gasps> Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. <laughs> Just for you, Jimmy. It's a PlayStation Vita game if you like hack and slash. So, uh, and then. Um, Delicious. I had some hack and slash. One. Oh, speaking of hack and slash, also. Haggis slash? Haggis slash. Dynasty Warriors 7. Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> Joan Collins. Let's see you do it with this joke. one. Might and Magic Heroes 4 Shades of Darkness. Ooh, Might and Magic Heroes Shades of 4 Darkness. Dang it. <laughs> Joan Collins and Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> oh, see, that was the worst thing I've said all day. It's uh, like a joke for 52-year-olds, and he's laughing. <laughs> I was just thinking of Joe Collins out there with a katana. <laughs> Crystal, uh, Crystal and Alexis going at it in the, go. fucking, in the fat swords and bamboo armor. Oh, you slept with my husband. I'm done. That's all I got. I just I, out of uh, curiosity, Mr. Tony, sir, yeah. do you have the slightest idea what we're talking about right now? Joan Collins? Yeah. Joan. Is she in a band? <laughs> 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 Scott, just go like this. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm pretty sure a band's been in her. <laughs> <laughs> At least the band. Oh, jeez. Oh, I, I think that's our work here is done. <laughs> go ahead. More ham. Thank On the phone with uh, Alex Winter, I am told he's an acclaimed director. <laughs> I told you that. Jimmy told me that. No, I told you. You did. Uh, uh, no, yeah, we yeah. we love and and Shannon on the panel. He loves the movie Freaked that you uh, that you That's did, awesome. and uh, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, Bill and Ted and all that stuff coming up and Lost Boys. But uh, we want to talk about this. Uh, is this your first documentary that you've done? Yeah, it is absolutely. Uh, made features and all kinds of other stuff. I I had. I've worked in a lot of different areas as a director. I do a lot of TV commercials and and TV. Yeah, you've done a lot. Um, but I hadn't. I'd never made a doc. It's just the the this story. I've been working on this story for a long time, and it began to present itself to me as as the best way to tell it. Now the documentary is called Downloaded, and uh, you're premiering at South by Southwest, and then of course uh, it'll be a, available everywhere eventually. Uh, yes, there's this is quite a history 
this uh, the, the history of Napster specifically, but it's 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 also about how we how we get things for free on the internet. <laughs> And there's a lot of that's it. That's one way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so tell us what what made you decide that uh, that you wanted to do this. I mean, it's a fascinating story, but um, well, you know, I I was really intrigued by the by the web as it appeared, um, and and that was quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I started getting interested in internet based communities back in the early 90s with BBSs and news groups and was, you know, I'm fairly technical and I, um, you know, was really interested in the, in the computer revolution. And um, so I was, you know, navigating my way around BBSs. I was certainly not a hacker. I was just a, a layman, but I was very immersed in that stuff and found the idea of global communities to be really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I thought it was really a long way away. And suddenly in 99, Napster showed up. And literally overnight, I mean, you guys sound fairly young, but literally overnight, for those of us that are, you know, I'm about 115 years old, <laughs> um, that have been around the block for a while, it, it, it's kind of hard to convey um, quite how seismic um, uh, the change was in the world pre and post Napster. Well, the, um, uh, the, the, the music industry was just convinced that it was going to be the end of them. Yeah, but it's, it's, you know, I'll get to that, but it's really the least interesting and certainly was the least um, uh, revolutionary aspect of what Napster did. Uh, what Napster did overnight, which nothing else even came close to, was it created a completely um, efficient global community. And it's it's kind of hard to describe what that meant in the age of dial-up when, you know, it took you a long time to get online and stay online. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no way to communicate with people around you other than, like, this really kind of cumbersome real-time chat. Um, there was no way of sort of, like, connecting with a person who could cre- you could create a group, and then you'd have people all over the world that you were connected to. Um, it, it just didn't exist. The idea of moving media around, of being able to, like, go into someone's look at, like, what they had um, and be able to transfer what you had and what they had, turn them on to tracks, get stuff from them, that just didn't exist. It was, you know, it was the means, you know, the only at they were a major player in the beginning of what's now become a revolution of how we communicate with each other. Um, you know, it led, that revolution has led to everything from WikiLeaks, the Arab Spring, you know, the SOPA debate that we're going through now, and frankly, just how we, Facebook, how we live our lives today, the sort of the, the, the kind of global village via the net, did not exist in the pre nafta world at all. So it's a hell of a lot more than just uh, stealing Metallica songs. It's it's a bigger... <laughs> it's, much yeah, I mean, frankly, I mean, the, I think that one of the reasons that I was so drawn to this story and the reason that I saw its relevance is that the sort of kids that were using Napster predominantly, it, I never looked at it as a as a free music service. It just wasn't well, how I used it because I was an older guy. I came from the analog world. I was used to buying my own records. I had already amassed my music collection. I had a, a shitload of music already that I'd been amassing for 30 years by then. Um, records, CDs, tapes. I bought the same damn album over and over again probably 20 times. Um, 
So for me, it was like, okay, this was a global community. I was now meeting people in Russia, Japan, Finland, you know, who had movie interests that were similar to mine, music interests that were similar to mine. I was really into jazz bootlegs, live recordings of rare rock shows. We were trading those. I was discovering stuff I'd never heard of, bands I'd never knew existed. I was going out and buying their entire catalog. It, it just wasn't, you know, it, it was struck me, funnily enough, probably about halfway through Napster's existence, maybe at the back end of 99, I was like, oh, this is a legal disaster. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like, I was kind of slow on the uptake, and I was like, oh, okay, because, you know, sure, if I was 14, don't get me wrong, if I was, Napster would have showed up, yes, absolutely, I would have I would have been sucking free music down off of it like a, <laughs> you know, like an elephant's trunk. Um so I get it. I certainly was not naive to what the, the implications were, but it wasn't what it wasn't the bell that struck for me originally. So I saw Napster as having a, a global relevance that far superseded the legal issues, but the legal issues were could not be ignored. Um, and frankly, even in 2013, they still are relevant and can't be ignored, which is why I wanted to, to make it as a doc. Well, this is uh, this is really interesting. You managed to get some uh, uh, some pretty interesting people to talk to. You got uh, your Sean Fanning and Sean Parker, uh, who were who were all behind it, and uh, some yeah. art, some musical artists. Uh, you got uh, Mike D from Beasties, uh, Henry yeah. Rollins, and uh, and a bunch of people. What was Rollins' take on all of this? He's he's a fascinating dude. Well, I mean, he's you know you kind of need to see the movie. Um, okay, it's. Yeah, it's it's, and I'm not you know not to hide anything, but like he he does a much better job of speaking for himself than I can. But the thing I love about Rollins is that, you know, Rollins is one of the you know the, to me these issues were never black and white. It was never record company bad, Napster good, or record companies good. You know, downloading bad. Um, the, the issues are very gray, which is why they take they're taking so long to get resolved. If they were black and white, we would have figured this stuff out a long time ago. But they're not. They're gray. So they're they're really complicated and they're really fuzzy. And there are good there are good things and bad things about both sides of this argument. Um, Rollins is really good at examining the gray. Um, he's extremely articulate, as I'm sure you already know. Oh yeah, yeah. But he's he's just very very good at at examining the gray. Um, and he he does a really good job of sort of explaining both sides and why there are systems. Mm-hmm. So rather than just about stealing, because I, I have a feeling that when people say, well, this is this is a movie about people are going to, oh, it's about stealing music. But this is this is certainly a, a, a bigger thing. Music was just the thing that was there. It, it is about this new this new global uh, society that we live in, that, that people still the people, uh, you know, like in the in the White House and all over the place, they still have trouble understanding this global society that we're in. Yeah, I think that it's taking a really long time to understand that this is uncontrollable and not going away, <laughs> and that you cannot legislate away um, uh, a certain level of global transparency that we now have is with us forever. Um, and I think that's a very hard pill for a lot of people to swallow, but it's, it's, that's the world that we live in. And that's primarily you know, what this movie is looking at, because the guys – that were, you know, Napster were just one part of this global revolution, but that's the part that I chose to focus on, um, because they were ra- around from a very early part of its of the birth of this revolution, and, and they've stayed active in this area for the last 12 years, so they're like a good window into the, the evolution of, of how things have changed. 
Um, but, you know, there's no doubt there's an enormous amount of contention still. You know, Fanning said himself, music was really a delivery system to, to build the global community with. It was not a global community built to distribute music. It was the other way around. Well, and, I, and I can totally see that, and the film uh, portrays that as well. Now, uh, South by Southwest uh, is uh, coming up here very soon. Have, have you? Uh, uh, are you nervous? <laughs> um, I, that's, a, that's an interesting question. I mean, I, I came to South by last year with Fanning and Parker, and we did a panel, sort of talking about you know the the Napster era, and it was really successful. We had a lot of fun. Uh, they were great. You know, um, we have a lot of panels this year. I'm really excited to get the movie up in front of people on a big screen. I'd say I'm extremely excited. Um, I don't know how nervous I am. I think the panels, I'm always interested to see how people are in, um, you know, and how those go. But there's always been so much lively discussion around the, the, the issues with this movie, even when we're shooting it. Like, you know, we go into, you know, very little of everybody's interviews obviously made it on screen, but pretty much everyone we'd interview, me and my crew would kind of walk our way just going, I mean, it didn't matter where they were from, the label side, the, the tech side, the, the ethical side. Everybody just has so many interesting things to say about this world that we're living in and how kind of nutso everything's gotten um, that it tends to generate. I don't feel, I think I've always been more nervous when I'm doing a narrative and so much more of the focus is on me and like my story. But I think this, is, this movie is really represents a, a much bigger conversation. It's so much bigger than me. I just kind of get the hell out of the way and let other people get on with it. Well, that was, <laughs> with yeah, it. and see, that's the only reason I ask if you were nervous, because this is, this is a documentary. This, is, this isn't uh, just some story that you're spinning. This is, this is history. You are, you are a historian now. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> sorry yeah, about well, that. I'm sorry. sorry. Okay, now, now, <laughs> no pressure, now no pressure. Nervous. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Um, you can expect an intense now, Q&A for sure. <laughs> that's right. It's, uh, yeah, but that's the fun really grateful that I was able to be, you know, part of, of communicating this story because I've always found it extremely compelling. Well, I wish you would have uh, had it at Sundance. We, uh, Jimmy and I were up at Sundance seeing a lot of movies, and, uh, well, we're happy that you're in South by Southwest, but hopefully we're going to get to see this uh, eventually. Jimmy has seen it. I, yeah. I need to see it. I will say I have had the chance to see it, and uh, I would say expect applause. I'm not really allowed to, uh, to say too much yet. Oh. He's still embargoed <laughs> as far as his review I'm, goes. I've been but... told in blood okay. that I can't say much, but I would say expect <laughs> applause. I think you're, you'll be fine. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, just just a couple of quick light things before we uh, say goodbye to you here. Of course, uh, we we saw you in Lost Boys, and then uh, uh, and now this album, uh, this, this this movie, Freaked. We want to talk about Freaked because, like we said, <laughs> yeah. our, our our dear friend Shannon loves this movie, and uh, I, I just want to talk to you about. Uh, Randy Quaid. <laughs> yeah. Was was he I mean, you know, we hear stories about how he's mm, batshit crazy. Well, now I didn't want to go that far, but you know, uh, eccentric oh. is is when you have money, you're eccentric. Um <laughs> I'm 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 sure he's a complete professional on the set and everything. But did did you kind of see a little of the eccentricity starting to form right around then? Because it was, what, like 93 um, was when that happened. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's 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 really, honestly, really, I, I, honestly, I'll tell you the truth. It's really, really shocking to me, just the stories that I read in the news. Um, you know, the thing about working on a movie, though, and I've, I've been in this business since I was really young, mm -hmm. it's, it's not 
difficult to be in a film in the trenches with somebody, working with them on very close quarters for 18-hour days for a year and not know them at all. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really true. It's like, you know, Randy was the absolute epicenter of that movie. Um, we did a lot of work with him. I thought he was amazing. Um, frankly, he was crazy, and he did that very well. Mm -hmm. um, I, You know, he was... I know that sounds like sort of like your standard BS, ES, the best game I could, and we just, you know, got on our field, and we played the game, and I think we did a really good job, you know, but I got to be honest with you, it's the truth, because I don't really know him from a hill of beans. Oh, it's really? Like, I don't. Mm. I mean, it's, you know, I spent very little personal time with him. We were making a movie where, you know, we were in a, an extremely high-pressure sort of funnel of our own. I was getting almost no sleep because I made the stupid choice to co-direct and star in a movie that also required eight <laughs> hours of makeup a day. Um, so I really don't know Randy at all. I really don't. Like I didn't, I didn't, you know, we didn't go to the movies, we didn't talk about literature, I didn't, you know, you know, go on any vacations with him, um, mm. though I enjoyed him in vacation. Um, <laughs> so I, I really can't comment as if, other than to say, you know, he, he wasn't, he never, so and obviously, he hadn't for years. He's movies after our, after our movie. Yeah. So what you're saying is, is this, this, the things that you've heard about him recently is like that's not the Randy that I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not really the Randy that I know, and I I don't you know it's it's just shocking, and and I think everybody just finds it shocking, but it is what it is. Yeah. You know, it's just one of one of those showbiz things. You don't really get involved in the peccadilloes of of people when you're working with them. But you know, I mean, that that makes it sound like they were flagrantly obvious, and they weren't. There were no, there was nothing untoward that I noticed while I was working with him. Well, uh, we we, we got to ask. We'll close the interview with the question. You know what it's going to be? <laughs> yes, yes. The the idiot box will rise again. Oh, oh no, is that not? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we 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 were we we got to ask about another Bill and Ted. We saw you in some press uh, here about. Well, it's been maybe almost a year now talking about the possibility of another Bill and Ted movie. I mean, there's nothing to say other than we're developing another one. And, you know, mm -hmm. when the script is, is perfect and the financing is locked, we will shoot it. And other than that, I don't know when that will be. Well, when that happens, we will be there in the theater to watch it, sir. And uh, now we had a listener who suggested that maybe because of the whole uh, Lost Boy, Bill and Ted thing, we, we combine those two movies into a giant mashup <laughs> where Bill and Ted meet the Lost Boys and hunt down historical vampires, perhaps. I don't know. I heard Corey yeah. Feldman's available. Yeah, Corey Feldman's yeah. available. He can do it. <laughs> well, thank you very much, sir. I think, uh, I think you just hit on the plot for Lost Boys 4. There we go. And Corey would yeah. do that. Alex Winter, thank yeah. you very much. The movie is downloaded, and it's uh, premiering at South by Southwest and soon will be seen uh, everywhere, hopefully. Thank you for your time, sir. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks.